Hello, Mena fans. Welcome back to Mena Fandom. I'm, of course, Menas. I've got a returning guest. Everyone's been asking for him to come back, especially in Montante. So returning is yelling Menas from Twitter, but also commonly known as Brendan to his friends and family. Brendan, welcome back to Mena Fandom. Thanks for having me. Psyched. Yeah, I saw you were on on September 30th. So sort of a couple of months between appearances. Um, Yep. How's your fandom been going of uh, KMS in the last couple of months? Haven't missed anything. The only thing I missed was I was not able to get to uh, Cheeky Monkey. Oh, man. That looks so fun. I had such FOMO. Um, Do you have tickets to Portland? I can't remember. I have tickets. Yes, yes. I have extras too. So if somebody out there is looking for them and doesn't have them, I have uh, have some extras. Oh, man, I would love to go. Um, Maybe we'll do a little Men Are Fandom contest or something, Manners, and you can give a couple away. That that would be that would be a great idea to do a giveaway. Um, it's Christmas it's, time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we, you know, we've got a huge episode of Minna Fandom. As always, just you cannot miss this show if you're a KMS fan. Um, you're not a real fan if you're not listening to this show. I would even go as far as saying, um, you know, we're going to get into the show stuff. Um, there's some a few listener questions then um i've been watching some great tv shows i know listeners love the pop culture segment um do you ever like i know you're a big minute fandom listener do you ever watch anything i suggest i well i spoiler i mean i was going to get to it at the end but if you want, want to okay, do it now. Yeah. no 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 but so that's a yes i'm guessing yeah that's a yes yeah your recommendation okay. I, I take them Okay, good. Well, we'll get to that at the end. That's a pro tease from Brendan right there. Um, but but first, I, I guess we should start with the metaverse, and um, you know, I want I I want to respond to the the criticism that was directed my way. Um, Kirk loved the Kevin from Bristol episode. It seems like he really enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so you know, just got to get a couple of things off my chest about it. Firstly. You know, Kirk criticised me for not really sort of pushing Kevin or following up with Kevin on any of his sort of, you know, crazy thoughts. And, you know, like it was the first time Kevin had been on the show. I wanted it to be a, a safe spot for him. You know, it's it's a fan show. It's not up to me to, um, you know, really, you know, give him like a hard-hitting interview, so to speak. I wanted to be the shoulder that Kevin could cry on the shoulder. You know, I wanted to put an arm around a fellow Minifan. And you heard it, Brendan, you know, like, like I can see why Kevin would trigger Kirk, but he, he was still pretty sane. Like he never said, you know, I tried to get him to say he hated Kirk, but he never went that far or anything. No, in fact, he said the opposite, but I do get, I think I do get what Kirk's saying in the fact that, um, you know, like like for the Boston Celtics used to have this guy, Lucky the Leprechaun, right? It was like this little white guy, Irish guy from Boston. He would do flips off stuff and he would – everybody loved him. And then he got into like a pay dispute and all of a sudden he was like, I'm holding out. The Celtics were like, beat it. Get out of here, right? And that's like – I mean, it's like people are going to – like Kevin, people like who get involved with shows and they want to do content. It's like they have to be cognizant of the fact that like if Kirk doesn't want it or if whoever doesn't want it, you know, like Lucky the Leprechaun doesn't play for the Celtics. Like he just is part of the show. It's like they'll find somebody else to do it. So I get that aspect of it too. Like that, that you know, you're not actually on the show. You're just, you're contributing to it. And you have to understand that. Yeah, but I think uh, there's extremes though. I mean, it's not that Kirk's not putting Kevin onto the show. It's Kirk's not acknowledging Kevin. He's, you know, as soon as he starts a phone call, he'll hang up. So, you know, you, Kirk can't play the 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 dumb card like he's he's not just treating kevin like any other fan because any other fan calls up kirk gives him a few you know a minute or two on the phone and then they move on whereas with kevin it's bang hang up so uh but yeah i i just thought i i um i got maybe um i don't think i was fairly represented on kms from the last show like you know i didn't 
I, I never like Dave Cullinane seemed to insinuate that I was saying I hate the show or I hate Kirk and they played a bit of audio. What I was trying to point out was that if you get into the content with Kirk, then it can get ugly and not everyone's going to be able to take it. I can take it. I, I you know, I haven't gone anywhere. I don't mind um, the way Kirk is. I don't hate Kirk in any way, shape or form. You know, I really like him, but you know, some people are going to get burnt. And I think Kevin is one of those people. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I just think like I, I like listening to Kirk, what he was talking about when he was saying like that he was in whatever Walhalla and then he gets that text from or that direct message from Kevin from Bristol about why am I not in the Hall of Fame? I want to should be in the Hall of Fame in a fans or whatever it was. I could just see yeah. how if it was me, I could see being like, this is getting too crazy. Like, I don't, I don't need this. Like, like, it's one thing to like he was saying Tim and Canton is like the ultimate like Tim and Canton seems like a normal guy. I mean, is he completely normal? Probably not. I mean, sure, he's sure he's not. But like, I get what he's saying when, mm. when it becomes like when he feels like this person's life is being consumed by it. I can see why he's like, you know, all right, enough, uncle on this, you know. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, but I, I just thought, Kirk, you know, I never said on that show. I thought Kirk was an asshole. I never. I mean, Kirk can definitely behave like an asshole for content, and maybe even not for content. Um, I don't know him well enough off off air to know that, but he's not an asshole. And even Mike, when Mike was like um, in there for that those clips being played, and Kirk was saying, you know, um, you know, Kirk was defending himself. I think you know Mike was making subtle comments. Well, you know, sometimes you can be an asshole, and you can't sort of play stupid, like you know. Um, but yeah, I you know I just you know I thought I came you know they as usual you know Carl took some clips out of context and I wasn't saying I think I hate Kirk or um, you know Kirk is um, you know someone I don't like. It's just you, you've got to be prepared for the rough and tumble. And you know you hear you see these fans that they get too close to the sun and they get burnt. Snell's one of them. Kevin's one of them. There's a lot of them. Um, yeah, and then it's like if you feel like you're part, like I don't know, if you feel like you're part of the show and then you're not, like you know, it become, I'm sure it's jarring. You know what I mean? Like you mm. said, you can handle it, so you know it doesn't bother you. You know mm. what I mean? So that's fine. You know, but I think it it bothers Kevin. I could hear it. It definitely bothers him. Like you could tell. Oh yes, and uh, there was a lot of bitterness there, and you know, maybe when I went back and listened to bits of it, there was certainly a few things that I missed in the recording, like just. Yeah, but I still think Kevin stopped short of, you know, really digging in on Kurt. Like, he's just a bit bitter. Um, but, but, look, I think there is something, like, I think there is something to Kirk. I wouldn't say getting jealous of Minna fans when they get too much attention, but he certainly doesn't like it. And he certainly does try and push them down a bit. Like, uh, you know, I think for a while there, Kirk was a bit put off by even, you know, Harmon's, um, you know, explosion in the last couple of years, the Be A Man guy. And, like, but, you know, Harmon and is so nice, you know, Kirk. I, I think that was the most wild. I'm so fascinated because I didn't, like, I, like you know, I'm, I actually, I have so much in common probably with the, uh, other than the fact that I'm not a woman or a real estate person who was on the show today. Yes. Like, because I'm a new fan, right? So, yep. like, I... I'm a new fan. So when I went to like, you know, to see him at the Wilbur and like Harmon's sitting there and I'm like, oh, he must, I didn't know. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, he's just a minute fan. Like, and nobody thinks any different of him there. It's like, he's just like one of the people who like Kirk and just like totally into the show. Yeah, He's a great guy. I, I'm not so much into his content, but we had a great time at the Wilbur. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I think there's a, an element of truth to what Kevin was saying um, about, Maybe, you know, Kirk not liking Mina fans getting too big for their boots kind of thing. Was there an element of truth to the IMDb uh, page that we have you looked into all the clips <laughs> for the movie? <laughs> well, I, so look, some Mina fans have done some research. Uh, I started to watch Men of Honor, I think, and um, looking for Kevin, but I didn't get too far into it before I got bored. Um, but I am looking for screenshots. We need more of Kevin on 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 screen. Um, and, and look, I do. And the one thing I will say about Kirk is, you know, our experience is, you know, we're fans, 
So it's different to Kirk. Like Kirk sometimes I think forgets that. Like he says, oh, why can't, you know, take, you know, why are you taking it so seriously and stuff? Well, if you're a big fan of something, you do take it seriously. And actually Cull, you know, was kind of um, making jokes about how it's sad to talk about the show so much. I'm in a fandom, but, you know, that's what a passionate fan base does. And, you know, of course I don't expect Kirk and Mike and even Carl sometimes to understand that because they're on the other side. Yeah, no, I, yeah, exactly. So I, I agree with you. And I think it's like, it's a compliment, obviously. I mean, if like whatever it is, the Celtics are your favorite cricket team, right? There's like yes. groups of people who like follow that and they have podcasts about it and they do things about it. So you know, it's a compliment. I don't know, but sometimes it obviously rubs them completely the wrong way. Uh, and it's like complete hair across his ass. So, which I don't blame him for all the time at all. Um, I, I'm, I enjoy just being like a fan who loves listening to the show. You know what I mean? But I think certain people, like it feels like the more I've list, learned and listened, like people fly too close to the sun and it's like you get burned and like you don't like it. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's a delicate thing. Very delicate. But I, I think I, I just thought in Kirk's response, whilst he made some good points about Kevin's madness, I I do think he kind of didn't acknowledge, well, you know, Kirk's gone to one extreme, you know. He's he's now treating Kevin different to other fans. So of course Kevin's gonna get that reaction. Um I think know. though, I mean, if you listen to that audio, like I listened to it the other day, like he was like Kevin from Bristol, he's like, who is a really nice guy? Like he, like, you know, Kirk's always going to do what he does. That's why he's funny. That's why mm. he's fucking riot. You listen every day. He takes the piss out of everybody. But like, he was saying like, he thinks he's a really nice guy, whether or not he wants him on the show anytime. I mean, it's obviously up to Kirk. So uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Shouldn't be on the show. No way. And no one's owed that unless you buy two t-shirts. That's what the people in Google hunting said about him too. Yeah. He said, shouldn't be on the movie. So he wasn't. That's yeah. And that guy at the groundlings who. Michael, someone who fucking buried him, um, <laughs> buried his career, buried his virgin career. Um, what? So you know, you you listen to Minna Fandom. Who are some? Yep. You know, who were some of your you know favorite episodes? You know, do you do, do you like Montante? Um, yeah, Montante called me Fringe, which I think is like some group that like he probably belongs to on the internet, uh, <laughs> like the alt right. Um, yeah, I mean they're all great. Lauren's always great. Uh, she she had a good episode the other day. I listened to that. Uh, I've listened to all of them since I started listening to to Kirk. So um, yeah, I mean Montanti's always good because he knows a lot and he's dialed in and he's funny. Um, I listen to the. Uh, I like when you have some. Actually, the best episodes I think are when you are like ripping on somebody kind of behind their like as they're talking. Your jabs are going underneath them. Like Beyond Your Average Mick was probably my favorite. Uh, of the recent ones, <laughs> he's Just such an easy roasting. target. That was like 50 minutes of spit roasting somebody. He's such an easy target. He sent me a message the other day. He's got some true crime series, and he was like, "Should I be releasing them all at once? Should I release them weekly? Should I release start releasing them before I've finished it?" And I said, "Look, judging by the way you do everything else, like the blog or your shows, I would definitely make sure it's finished." before you start releasing it. Otherwise you'll like release four episodes and then like three years later, release the next four and wonder why yeah. no one cares. Um, imagine Chris, think, can uh, Christian doing voiceover work. Speaking of true crime, can we talk about the case a little bit? Yeah, let's, sure. All right. So I, here's my thing, right? So I love the season of the case. First of all, I read that article before Kirk decided to do it and I was like, fucking floored that that happened. I mean, that's like right down, you know, whatever. It's like 35 minutes from me. Like, anyways, um, the people like the people who are critical, super, super critical of like the new season of the case. Like, here's an example. This is I pulled this from Twitter, right? They post a case post about the new show. This guy, Jay Anderson, Kirk, pull it back if it's not ready. This format is terrible. The story deserves to be told cohesively, not in 10 minute segments without an end goal in sight speculation on redacted documents, no presenting sponsor. What are we doing here? Let me explain something to you, Jay Anderson. We aren't doing anything. Kirk is doing a fucking podcast about a crime that has taken place or a potential crime that's taken place, which he did before and solved the murder. You are at home beating off in your mother's basement, eating like peanut butter jelly sandwiches. So like, I think like people who are critical of it in that way, it's like, what are you fucking doing? You know what I mean? Like, 
And it's a totally different thing because it's developing in real time. So it's going to be different than the other one was where they had all the audio. And I think I heard you say it. Like, I just listened to the whole other case, like recently. I just did the whole thing. And I don't know. I find the shorter episodes to be like more digestible. Oh, yeah. I like the shorter episodes. So I sort of, I'm in the middle at the moment with the case season two. I mean, I like it. I, I, it's difficult for them doing a show where they're sort of relying on things happening when nothing's happening, no one's talking to them. Clearly, no, I don't think anyone wants to go on record at the moment um, because it's such an active case. So, you know, they're struggling to get interview material. Um, and I, I did feel like the latest episode that it just was kind of a rehash of where we're at, like we kind of heard it all before. Um, so, so I wonder, and, and this is where, you know, I think maybe because, you know, Kirk doesn't work with experienced producers, he, he doesn't get these sort of insights, but, you know, maybe it's when this is where you start to bring in other voices. So can you get a private investigator who can just give you their impressions of, you know, what they've seen? So you get an expert opinion on, you know, the situation and the circumstantial evidence, whether it's. Or do you get a psychiatrist or a psychologist in to talk about, you know, how these police can prey on young women? I don't know. But I think there are things you can do to add different voices into the mix if you're struggling to get that sort of source interview material. Yeah. And I mean, what we don't know is, right, like maybe there was stuff that they had because it's in real time that like then they couldn't use for some reason. Right. Maybe somebody says, no, I don't want to use the audio or whatever it was. Um and I mean, it's super complicated because you have, especially like in Massachusetts, you have police unions, right? So like mm. police are going to want to talk against, you know, ongoing cases and stuff. They're probably being told absolutely not. Um, so I think that part of it is super complicated. I do think like to, I guess, to Kirk's point and to his benefit, like I read that article. I'm like, how is this not on like Dateline when it happened? Like I was like, this is unbelievably crazy. And it like, disappeared. So, like, I think it does need to be told, and I think it does need to be heard. And just the fact that it's going on, like, I don't know. A lot of this stuff probably disappears. Like, I think it's, if nothing else, shining light on I do, like, yeah, and I hope, like, in future episodes, I'm sure they're probably going to go in that direction of having other people come in and who, you know, kind of give their input on it, maybe who have solved something like this or dealt with something like that. But, I, I mean, listen, I think it's been great. Uh, I've listened to all three episodes. I like it a lot. Uh, I do like the shorter episodes, if I'm being honest, like in that type of thing. So I don't know. I'm on it. I'm, I'm, unbelievable. Yeah. And what it feels like to me is we're sort of going on a bit of a ride with the, the Kirk on this one, that he's digging and clearly, you know, the last couple of weeks that, you know, it's been tough trying to get new material, but, you know, it's it's an important ongoing issue. So, yeah, I like it. I don't know if you saw, but, um, you know, there was a lot of stuff on Twitter about Turtle Boy having already um, done a, like a whole show on this. Apparently he did an hour and 20 minutes uh, talking to people about this case and, you know, the, the usual fucking suspects or the, the dropkick morons on Twitter were accusing Kirk of stealing the show idea off turtle boy but um turtle boy went on montante's world last week and said no this is kirk kirk didn't steal this off me and it's actually been reported in quite a few news outlets so it wasn't a case of turtle boy being the only one to report on it yeah no i saw that i saw that i mean i think like it is interesting though to think about the fact that and it's true. It's like, you know, people are going to complain about whatever you do. It doesn't matter. Like, it's going to be dickheads all on Twitter, whatever. Oh, but I like, mean, can we start naming them? Like, BA, VD, Chuck Wagon, fucking John from Scranton. Um, uh, there's just so many of them, the usual suspects. I mean, uh, this, yeah, it's, uh, we keep going. But to that credit, like, people aren't doing this type of investigative journalism. Now, Turtle Boy is doing it, like, on his own, but like, you know, it's, I don't know, like, it's kind of a lost art, like in this age of fucking journalism we're in now, which sucks. It's like, you know, that's like how they broke the Catholic fucking child abuse mm. scandal. Right? It was from, through actual journalism. So anyways, I think it's, uh, I'm in, I like it. I'm a fan. Yeah. Oh, good. I like, it. I'm a fan too. Um, all right. So let's get into the show stuff. I, I was so surprised that I forgot that they were doing the Thursday show with Julie. So, um, you know, big fucking 
props to Julie, you know, flew in from New York, flew, flying out the same afternoon, all for KMS. It's not quite the same as flying from Sydney, Australia, but it's still a damn good effort. And I thought Julie was very good. You know, she works a lot. Great. For someone that works a lot, she still listens to the show. Um, <laughs> Where did she find the time? Yeah, but she was funny. She She was quick. I thought she was excellent. I thought she was the best non, like Whitney, for example. Like, obviously, he just, he's going to be fine. He's a personality. He does that for a living, right? But it's like, I don't know, for the people who haven't been, who've been on his show in studio, who are just fans or like somebody who just wanted to have the chair for the day, who aren't personalities, like, and don't do creativity for a living. She, I thought she was the best. Yeah. Uh, so better than Montante? Um, how do you, I mean, Montante is almost like a, part-time like uh okay. character like he has a podcast he like he talks to people on a regular but, basis on a, but know. her first appearance is better than montante's first by a long way i haven't heard montante's first so i'll have to go back i'm sure you did it was only this year um and then maybe I th- that was the yeah i must have heard them and then alice shattuck i thought I thought julie was better than alice because julie knew, knew the show better and alice is great on air Alice is great. There's nothing against Alice. I'm just saying she. I thought this girl was great. She was a huge fan. Obviously, she listens to every show. She knew everything recent, and I just thought she did a really good job of like knowing when to kind of lay back and when to talk and what's and all that stuff. I agree. Um, better than Nolan, even like she wasn't as nervous as Nolan. She seemed a lot uh, more relaxed. Um, and, and I, I just thought this was a win for the females of the world. Because, you know, Kirk um, is so, so, you know, anti having women in on his show. This is, you know, this is, you know, she, she, you know, Alice started it and now Julie's just shattered the glass ceiling in the KMS world. (laughs) I don't know that I would say he's anti having women on the show. I think he's, I don't know. Like Alice was fine. You know what I mean? But like, I would never go back and want to listen to that episode again. Right, like I didn't listen to that episode and be like, "This episode was great." I thought it was okay. I thought hot, it was kind of funny. Hot voice. <laughs> what is it called? Vocal fry. Um, but I thought this one was great. It flowed perfectly. There was no dragging. Like, um, yeah, I thought she was. I thought this Julie was great. I thought she was excellent. And and Cullinane made some like cheap jokes about her at some point. He was like denigrating, and I'm just like, it's not even funny, Cullinane. Like you're just such a fucking shit bag. Like if if Julie had like been on a radio station somewhere for five minutes as a job, you'd be fucking sucking up to her. But because she's you know someone you consider yourself better than, he was like like talking down to her, and it's just like such a classless prick sometimes Cullinane like Julie deserved way more respect than he got from than she got from him I agree that was the only time I felt like the show skipped or like like got caught up was when he made like some little joke or something like that about her and I'm like this is a dumb joke it's not funny good um all right so big news fucking big fucking news so last night I'm just looking at my fucking podcast app and I see Barstool Pickham's out and there's some sort of tease. Um, and I start listening. I'm like, what the fuck? Rico is back at Barstool. What a fucking loser. What a fucking moron. I mean, you know, I was spot on about Rico. I've been spot on about everybody. You know, Steve Robinson, Snell, you name it. When I fucking sniff someone out, I'm like Kirk. I'm right. That's why Kirk and I are so close because we're very similar on these things. And, and and Rico is a fucking scumbag. So he does this whole thing where he's fake leaving. He was never leaving, fake leaving. And then it turns out he's creating burner accounts to go after people's families. I mean, what a piece of shit. And I'm a hundred percent with Kirk turning his back on him. I mean, firstly, Brendan, stunning news that he would come back uh yeah well first of all i've been i've been like i've known rico since he was a caller into like where he was just like a guy who would get be in the office once in a while and like hank used to bring him in as like his betting guy and all that stuff so like i've known been aware of him since like the beginning like since he used to call into like the rundown and stuff like that um i think he's a maniac but i agree like there's a point like kirk was saying it's like 
that shit's so far from being cool. You know what I mean? Like that, like, and somebody wrote on Twitter that they're like, well, didn't Kirk say to Jerry that he was going to like kill his family? It's like Kirk and Jerry, like for, there's very different when they're being like, you know, somebody that you have a real relationship with and busting balls. But, but, but and, like, Kirk, didn't, Kirk didn't create a, that's what I'm saying. It's, he didn't create he didn't, a fake. He, he said it to Jerry and he, he didn't create a fake account and started going after Jerry's wife or something. No, that's what I'm saying. It's like some dickhead said that on Twitter. I'm like, you're a fucking clown. I mean, I think this is a fucking low, weird shit, to be honest with you. Like that, that Twitter shit is fucking shady and sketchy as fuck. So I agree with you. Like, and I was a Rico fan. I liked his Collins. I thought he was funny. He's not a lead guy. He could never lead a podcast. I don't think that ever. Like, I don't think that's what he could do. He would have to be second, third banana like he is. He gets miserable doing that, so he's going to be a disaster. Um, did you see the, tw- the tweet tonight from Portnoy that they're having, like, an emergency meeting because the whole office is up in fucking arms that he's back? No, I didn't. I mean. So uh, he said that he was going to report back. It was, like, three hours ago. Him, uh, KFC, and uh, Big Cat were getting together because they had to discuss it because everybody's, like, fucking bullshit, like, that they brought him back. Uh, and, you know, this is making Portnoy and Dan Katz in particular look like fucking turkeys. I mean, I know Thanksgiving is finished, but we've got two of the biggest turkeys in America right now, Portnoy and Dan, for taking him back. He, you know, he quit quit the show, just walked out, walked out of Barstool, Rico, and then they find out he's doing these fake accounts. And I'm telling you, like this whole Rico act has got tired now because he's gone too far. Like this was one step too far. This whole fucking throw the, the toys out of the cot and quit Barstool. Um, and, and I hope they actually rescind this, bringing him back because it undermines, it, it undermines the whole company. It, you know, everyone's going to be thinking they can get away with shit. And uh, yeah, I, I hope it. Yeah. Dan and Portnoy. Oh, I think he's something like, I think he's ruined his, his career. Rico's ruined his career at this point because now that that's come out, assume they fire him. Either way, he's fucked. They fire him. People are going to fucking harass him. He's not going to have any show he goes on or starts. People are going to be like, fuck off. I don't want to listen to this. Maybe some people will listen, but other people will just torture him to death on Collins. Um, I hope we get some good Tim from Canton, uh, maybe Collins there. Um, but like, <laughs> if he stays there, it's even kind of worse for him. You know what I mean? So it's like, He's one of those guys, like, they're just people like that. They can't help themselves. Like, they just keep fucking up, and, like, they can't get out of their own way. But that that is, like, because I didn't know about, like, I wasn't all over Twitter and didn't know about all that shit till Kirk started talking about the fake accounts. And that's why I was like, oh. And I looked into it. I'm like, that is fucking filthy. Just fucking filthy shit. And, and, and also, I mean, Kirk's right. I mean, Rico turned his back on Kirk at the fucking drop of a hat last week when he said to Kirk, oh, I'm, you know, I can't call him because I don't want to upset the people at Odyssey. I mean, you know, Kirk should quite rightly turn his back on Rico forever. I think now, you know, when you look at enemies of Barstool, this is actually a win for Clemmer. This is, this could be the part. He said he opened the door back up. Yep, this is the path back for redemption for Chris Clemmer because, um, you know, I think you can say what you want about Clemmer. He's remained loyal. He's taken everything on the chin. Sure, he's a, you know, six-foot pussy, but, um, you know, he's <laughs> he's um, taken everything on the chin, including a lot of fucking semen in the Barstool <laughs> office. Uh, but but I, I, I yeah, fuck Rico. No, just fuck Rico. Just fuck him. I, I, just to go back on that thing, like, that does prove to you, though. I can see, like, when Kirk gets fucking annoyed as fuck at some of the people on Twitter and stuff, it's like that whole thing about the guy comp- trying to compare the Callahan shit to this, like, Twitter burner accounts thing. It's like, dude, are you that fucking dense that you don't even get it? But, yes, of course they are. There are some actual, like, I've I've looked. There's some actual psychopaths that are, like, in the Minifan Twitterverse, by the way. Like, I'm not oh. going to name names. I've been, like, scared. Like absolutely, scared. like there's some fucking psychopaths. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I named a few before. I mean, there's yeah, I, I've I've sort of become a bit more of a hard line, um, you know. Like I, you know, I met that sneakers guy, and he goes, "Oh, you," he said, "Like, oh, you were nice to me in person." I wasn't nice to him. I was, said hello to him, and then I walk out of the Wilbur, and he's fucking whinging on the side of the road, and I'm like. You're not someone like I ever want to like talk to again on or offline. Like you just and there's sure. a lot. There's a few like that. There's a few, um, 
So, so Rico's gone. Um, but, you know, I'll have to say the one good thing about Rico doing his fake quitting was we got Dave Cullinane incurring the wrath of all of Barstool when he said Rico was more talented than everyone on the yak. And, of course, you know, that's blown up in Cullinane's face because he's a fucking moron. But but also, I mean, there was that fantastic Reddit thread um, that was burying Cullinane and, you know, I, I even got a Kirk Minahan retweet over it. Um, did you see any of the Reddit thread? It was just phenomenal. No, I don't get onto the uh, to the Reddit stuff at all. It was just... You know, they they posted a clip of Cullinane burying everyone at the Yak, and you know there was there must have been like fifteen thousand comments of people just telling <laughs> Cullinane to basically quit, die, never go in front of a mic again. It was it was just incredible. Um, there was also you know the stuff on social media like they Barstool HQ, and I think all the accounts tweeted out Cullinane just insulting all the Barstool. So you know that's so ironic because. You know, he, you know, of all the people that have worked or had anything to do with KMS, you know, Cullinane's the one that, um, you know, wants to be in Barstool HQ more than anyone, and yet he put his foot in it, and now most of them probably hate him. Yeah, well, I mean, he didn't help himself out with that with that whole thing. Although I will say, one caller today was a complete fucking idiot who called in. And it was like giving Cole shit because he's like, it's not a Shotsky. He's like, I've never called in in three years. It's a shot. It's a shot of alcohol. He was saying, have you ever seen a shot ski? It's like a ski. They put three, a winter ski, and they put three shots on it, and that's how they take it. So you take it with two other people. So that's what he was saying. I'm like, you waited three years to call in about this? Like, you <laughs> fucking absolutely have tapioca pudding between your fucking ears. <laughs> I mean, I heard that call, and... uh yeah, there's a lot more annoying things Cullinane does. Uh, but, yeah, just all the Barstool uh, piling onto him was incredible. Um, what else? Uh, Whitney was – yeah, Whitney was – did you like Whitney? Whitney's great. I mean, Whitney's lights out. Like, every time he's on, it's awesome. It's absolutely awesome. What do you think? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought maybe that wasn't his best appearance, but he – you know, he buries Cullinane every time. That's always fun. Um, you know, they got into all the Rico stuff. It was a good time to have Whitney in while all that stuff was happening. Um, so I like it. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the golf talk is boring. And, uh, you know, I have to say, I think Whitney's fucking sad. Like his whole attitude to golf is sad. Like you're not a professional athlete anymore. You, you know, give up. Like I hate these men that, like the, the 40 and just take golf so seriously. Like it's, it's pathetic. Like these wannabe <laughs> professional golfers and they carry on about playing in all these different courses. It's just boring. It's you you're know, making like, you're making Kirk's point that he said the other day, which is like, if you like golf, then you like the golf talk. And if you don't like it, you absolutely fucking hate it. Like, I don't mind it because I like golf. I don't like, I'm not crazy. About I love it. golf. Like, I love golf. Okay. All right. All I, right. I, you know, I, I play, I love playing, but I don't, I, I just find it so sad. These like 40 year old men that take it so seriously. And, and, you know, you got Whitney, you know, talking about it, like he's got a professional career. He's always on the golf course. I mean, it's, it's sad. And it's sadder even that they would spend like, they spent like 40 minutes talking about it. it you know, that 40 minutes was as bad as when Riggs was in the studio. It I mean, didn't bother me. I didn't mind the Riggs episode either. Like I, I didn't mind it at all. Like I like Riggs. I used to listen to his stuff all the time. So I'm not surprised. Me. I mean, you've got the same cadence. <laughs> I'm a little, yeah, I'm a little you, dumb, you know. Yeah, you, you know, that's maybe why you're a fringe player. But um, <laughs> sorry, I'm being mean. Um, but yeah, look, Whitney's great. I can take it. Much like you, manners, I can take it. <laughs> uh, speaking of taking it, um, well, yeah, Mutt Manansky out from EI, Done. and it's. It's it's kind of sad because it's kind of the end of an era for for and look I'd let go of EI I didn't have I, I used to still listen to the odd podcast from Mutt's show uh, because you know it was nostalgic but it's it's really now that era is gone you know Brad has gone Mutt's gone um, yeah and they you know I'm not surprised he's gone because you know he's too good for that place but. Real I also think there's just like, I don't know. I mean, there's just like better options too of things to listen to. You know what I mean? Like for like, it's an old, like sports radio and a little bit is like an older man's game, you know, whereas like, am I going to listen to 
whatever Felger and Maz, or am I going to put on, you know, whatever on, a or am I going to put on Kirk? Like I'm going to put on Kirk. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, so I don't know. I also think that's just like, like you said, it's an end of an era. It's, and all the people were saying, but to KMS, what do you think of that? Yeah, I, I really want um, Matt to be a barstool. I think he's apt. I mean, if you're going to give Chris Clemmer a job, you've got to be able to give um, <laughs> Matt a job because, you know, Matt is a genuine sports gambler. He's a degenerate, as um, Jerry Callahan likes to put it. So, you know, he could produce a lot of content. He could, you know, run horse scam. You know, he could run pony shows. He and Portnoy would have a great time together getting drunk. I mean, can, can you imagine Mutt on a junket with Portnoy and Dan Katz for the weekend? You know, you know Mutt 20 shots deep, you know, throwing his, you know, year <laughs> wages on um, some horse. I mean, I think it would be perfect. I think you could definitely get a situation where, you know, Mutt does every third, you know, like Blind Mike does two shows a week. Or even, I mean, why does Mike have to do two shows a week? Maybe it's the other way. Maybe Mutt does two shows a week and Mike goes down to one show a week. But, yeah, I think Mutt, Mutt to KMS and Mutt to Barstool has to happen. Um, I did note with interest that Kirk said, like, he doesn't want to go backwards. But I actually yep. think that this would be going forwards because – it would be a new show and new surroundings where the, the best parts of um, Mutt and Callahan and Kirk and Callahan were um, when they were shitting on Mutt and they were having, and, or, or they were just having fun. Like when Kirk and Mutt used to just, just get into the weeds of their craziness, that was when it was the fun stuff. And that's probably what EEI didn't like. So they could just go full on that direction and I think make some great content together. Yeah, I don't know. I, I get what I do get what Kirk's saying. So it's like a it is a weird thing to like go backwards and then like you are back doing that again. And like, is that have you moved past that? But even though Mutt's have been doing the same thing, um, I think Mutt would be great on Barstool just because like I most of what I've taken in from him wasn't his show. It was like when he's on a gambling mm. thing or like talking about horse racing or something like that. Like, um, and he's great. He's a total degenerate. He's like, you can bet $2 on this and get five to one versus usually you're getting three. I'm like, $2? Like, that's what we're talking about? Two, two fucking dollars? Like, that's the bet we're talking about right now? Like, that's a real action seeker, you know? Um, <laughs> driving to New Hampshire with his kids in the back so he can make bets on DraftKings. So I think he'd be great. I think it would be great to have somebody like two. I think that, like, what I do think what Barstool is starving for a little bit. I mean, obviously, I don't know. I'm a fucking idiot. But, like... They have Kirk, right? But other than that, other than Kirk, Dave, and Big Cat, like I could give a fuck about that place. Like I don't care. I don't take in anybody else's content. It does nothing for me. It doesn't resonate with. Not supposed to resonate with me. I'm 45 years old, right? But like they could use guy a few guys like that. I think who are like a little bit older, like have their shit together, have been in the industry, are fucking polished, like have been on the radio, like know how to carry a conversation. You know, they just like they bring in college kids and like let them have a tryout, then like give them a podcast, which usually probably doesn't do well. You know. Some do great, obviously, but I don't know. That's just my thought. And if the, if sports gambling is heading to mass, I don't know when those laws change, but I think we're like January first. Like, yeah, I mean, give Mud a show, give him a a, a pick'em show for Boston sports. I mean, why not? It can't listen. It cannot be fucking worse. Like that, the Ringer Brian Barrett show that like Bill Simmons picked up. Terrible. Fucking gets. Have you looked at how many listens it gets? No, it gets as many listens as like a like. Like a like probably a Kirk Benefan fan show gets like I'm not kidding it's a fucking brutal rating like I think he gets a th like on listen notes it's like a 34 it's fucking miserable it's got the ringer behind it it's like that's how bad it is like so I mean if you had Butt who has a following around here like that's bigger than that I think it would be I think he'd do great with it yeah Mutt to KMS Mutt to Barstool um, big fan of him uh, at least just get him on soon to shit on EI. I just want an episode where him and Kirk I'm sure he's going to be on but like I also think like get him his own like gambling corner thing or stick him with somebody else and do gambling stuff then he can come on with Kirk once a month or whatever I think that would be like perfect but once a week get him on that third show he comes in um, so yeah lo love Mutt um, Mike, uh, Blind Mike on Monday Right. Yeah. Mud on like Wednesday or day two. And then we get Kevin from Bristol on Fridays. Like, yes, I think yes. that's perfect. Yeah. What do you think would happen? If, what do you really think would happen if Whitney? It was, <laughs> this is the lineup. Whitney, Kirk 
and Kevin from Bristol. Like, would Kevin from Bristol just be in tears, like, on the floor, like, just, like, by the end of it? Yes. I mean, I, I think, I think, or Kevin would be, like, singing songs and doing his Captain <laughs> Hungwell voice. I mean, Mutt might be a way back for Kevin because one of Kevin's best calls was Captain Hungwell about Mutt. Oh, he told us all about it on the show. Yeah. Um, he did, yeah. Um, uh, what's your opinion on this? Um, like, I think Cullinane's been a bit short of material lately, but I don't 100% blame him because I don't think he's been getting much from Kirk. So, you know, I don't think it should always be on Cullinane to find stuff that Kirk wants to talk about. But I do get a bit bored. Like, they went into that sort of Carson and Kennedy, like, radio gossip, and, and I, I find it weird, like then they go into these weird tangents where I'd actually probably then dive into like some boring, some minifan gossip. I mean, See, that's, I think that's the thing probably I like the most is that like, so I grew up like in the same, like I'm in the same basketball league that Kirk played in. Like my town is in that same league. And so then he's a couple of years older than me. So like all these things they talk about when it gets local, like that shit fucking kills me. Like Carson Kennedy, like I think that cracked me up, but like, it resonates with me because you see them doing dumb stuff around town and it is like, so I thought it was great, but like, I can see how, I guess if you're not from around here or like, don't give a shit about it. Like, yeah. But then again, I don't think Kirk gives a shit what anybody thinks. Yeah. If he thinks funny at the time. That's interesting. Maybe it's more of a regional thing. I just, sometimes they like when they spend a lot of time on these, like nobodies from the radio, I'm like, you know, Minifan gossip is way more interesting. And yet Cole never pays any attention to that. I mean, there's so much going on all the time. Um, what do you think? How do you what do you give Carl on a one out of ten? Carl as a producer, yeah, like as a producer slash personality because he's part of the show. Five point five out of ten, maybe. Uh, yeah, I rate him higher. I, I give him like a like a like an eight because I think he can take it. Like I think he's really good at like taking shit. Like he is like he can just let it roll off him. And I think I don't know if it's just that he is dumb. Or, like, he just makes it seem like he's dumb. If he does, he's an unbelievable actor. Um, because he really does come off as an idiot sometimes. <laughs> but, I mean, but, like, he's great. He's perfect for that role. Like, it's – like you said, it can get – it can get – you know, it can get hairy with Kirk. Like, he gets pissed off. He gets fucking – you know, it gets aggravated. But he just kind of lets it roll. Like, it's like, whatever. I think most people – the day you did the 12-minute show, like, I think most people would just quit. And their wives would be like, you cannot go back there. Like, you you cannot go back to work there. Um but he just keeps trucking. So I don't know. I, I like him. I think he cracks me up. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, got, I think uh, that's a bit. Come on. I mean, Brandon, you're giving him eight just for taking it. I mean, that, that's a lot of – that's a high mark for someone just being able to take a few jokes. I don't know. I think, he, I think he makes a good joke out of himself. And I think mm. he does a decent job on the – I think he does a good job on the case. Um, maybe not. I mean, the, maybe I think, I'm, being, I'm being too generous. Yeah, maybe I think you are. Like it should be four or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I agree. The case sounds better this season, like the scoring. Um, so, you know, props to Dave for that. I mean, you well, know, I do have managers real quick. I have a fucking mole in the operation. What? Um, I have a person that's close to me that has kids at the same school as Cull. So I'm working on getting some fucking dirt for the me- for the metaverse. I can't work out if this is creepy or not because remember we had not, not no 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 not not like. Not like real dirt, like Rico, about, like Rico style. Like you're gonna start going after Carl's kids? <laughs> no, not at all, not at all. Just like if he like gets in the line the wrong way, like to drop off his kids. Or something okay, like so that. you're spying mm-hmm. on Cullinane because yeah, I think we like, should leave Cullinane's kids, and I think his lovely wife Holly is going through a tough time coming up to the one year anniversary of the her, her mother's death. <laughs> um, and and boy does. Um, Carl get awkward when it gets brought up. Someone, someone phoned in as Holly's dead mother, dead mother this week, and yeah. boy, did Cullinane not like that. I mean, because <laughs> I think Holly listens, so it's very awkward for Cullinane. Uh, yeah, I agree, and uh, yeah, I think it's, I, I think it also like cracks me up that his principal like knows about the whole show and is like a is like a minifan, like that cracks me up. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, it'd be great to um, get some information on the print from the principal about you know what Dave's like to deal with. I think they should have the principal on the show. Like, I think that would be a great, great get for a third chance. You know, go on. Good. I was just going to say, Cullinane five and a half is about right. He can take a joke. 
But, you know, Kirk articulated something to Whitney the other day that the problem with Cullinane is he's, he's so stupid, you actually can't really argue with him properly anymore because he just says something stupid. He's got nothing to back it up. So when you actually start to, like, have try and have a an on-air argument for content, Cull has no substance to it, and you end up he ends up just going, "Oh yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, Kirk," and and it all ends. And I think Kirk even made a, a comment to Whitney the other day, like, "See what I'm dealing with?" Like he says these things, but you know you can't actually argue with him about it. I just laugh so hard, like when he, like when he was like, like because he is that stupid. I should say that because like when he did the whole thing where he talked about how they were giving out alcohol at his kid's school, like for the Halloween trick or treat. I'm like, dude, like your whole town is going to fucking hate your guts now because like they're not supposed to be doing that obviously nope. right and it's just like all like a kind of like a handshake thing amongst adults and there goes colony like blowing up the spot and like <laughs> like giving them all like a fucking hard time and basically fucking probably getting the pto fucking in trouble i know typical not surprising at all but uh, anyways i like him i think he's funny yeah so. i like him too i would no, i like him i really like him and he's you know he's he's just who he is um he, he what else was this happening? I mean, I noticed today Tim and Canton. No, oh no, this week Tim and Canton called in about Jerry and Mutt, and Tim and Canton's got some real bitterness towards Jerry. Yes, he does not like him. Not at all. Um, he was like, "Fuck Jerry," and he really means it. And I don't know. I like Jerry, and if he goes to Newsmax, I think that is the perfect spot for him. He can just rant and rave like a lunatic, and you know, he'll be with like-minded people. Yeah. I mean, he's just like, I think Jerry's just like, kind of like, I don't know. He's like an older old man, like, you know, shaking his fist at the sky type of thing. Like I'm with Kirk on like that type of stuff. Like, what are you going to do about it? Like, what do you, what do you, what is you screaming about? I don't know, like books and schools or whatever you're screaming about this week. Like have like going to help. Like, I don't know. What are you really doing about it? It's like nothing. It's not going to do anything like except other old men, and people are going to listen to it and then be like, you're right. And nothing's going to happen. So I don't understand. I don't know. Do you think he should do get anything. into politics? Who, Jerry? Yeah. He should run somewhere. He should like Maybe. run for local government or state government. Or, I mean, if that fucking Cynthia deal can be that close to getting, a, a, to becoming an elected representative, surely Jerry can. Are you all in? You must be taking in so much main wire these days. I'm sure. Right. I, no, I fucking hate that guy. Um, I mean, it is, it is. You know, I was so right about him just not being the right fit for the show. I mean, you know, he's a way better producer than Dave Cullinane, but just, just awful, awful fit. Um, I've got some. Any, so, any show stuff you want to bring up, Brendan? Before we move on, a um, couple things. How do you feel about when Kirk said he hates cats? You're a big cat guy. Yeah, don't like that. I mean, I'm a, I'm, I like dogs more, um, but yeah, I've got my I've got my cat right next to me here, my little. I've got two Maine Coon pussies. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. I, I but I feel the way, same oh. way as Kirk, but because I'm allergic to them, so it's like it's not really a thing against cats. It's just that they make me fucking break out in hives. But that's about it. No, I think we touched on everything. Good. All right, well, we've got some questions to get through. Then we've got our pop culture segment. But you know, they touched on today. Brendan, um, you know, Christmas shopping and, you know, what they'll all be doing, um, you know, just, just, before, you know, just to keep in the festive spirit, what's, what's the Brendan family Christmas look like? Uh, head to my parents' house, bunch of food. That's about it. Big presents for the kids. My kids are getting older, so it's not like, you know, it used to be with little stuff, but, and uh, that's it. Just eat, drink, what's the hang tra- out. What's the traditional uh, food at your family house? Even though, despite my heritage being Irish, my mother will do like a an Italian style dinner with a tenderloin, and then which is not Irish, I mean Italian, but then also like a clams and pasta and some other stuff like that. So oh, it'll very, be excellent. Very, very um, fancy, not traditional at all. But, you know, in Australia, uh, Christmas lunches you've you know you roast ham, your turkey, or your yeah. trimmings. It's, it's a bit like a Thanksgiving dinner, I guess. Yeah, she does it up. It's nice. I can't wait. It's like excited. Good. All right. Question time. This is from Mena Fandom. I think he's a friend of yours, Mena Fandom. Menas, um, what do you think of the case season two? Well, we answered this a bit before, but I'm giving it thumbs up. Um, I'm happy to consult 
um, on this as well. If Kirk's listening, happy to help him flesh out some ideas to develop some of the episodes. He's obviously not going to get that from Kirk. Why are you laughing? Why is it, why is me offering to help him not not magnanimous as someone? Who, oh no, I, I I would ask you for help. Yeah, I'm just exactly. laughing at what I think he would react with, like That's on it. air. Uh, woke stool. Uh, did Mutt accept the invite of becoming my co-host on Minifandom? Well, look, Wokestall, I uh, haven't started negotiations with Mutt yet. I'm just allowing him to sort of gracefully exit EI, but I think there's a, a really strong chance he'll be my permanent co-host on Minifandom. Who would be your biggest get if you could get him? I mean, obviously, forget about well, You've had Kirk, so, I mean, that's already been done. I want to get Big Cat on. And I want to just talk to him. Like, I just want to get him on to talk about his Minna fandomness. Like, because he's a big Minna fan. He doesn't talk about it anywhere else. Um, so I'd like to get, he'd be, he's kind of my white whale. Yeah, it would be good. I love Big Cat. It is weird. The whole thing that people talk about when he's from, he is from Newton and all that stuff. It is weird that they, the problem is they just never addressed it. They were just never like, yeah, well, he's, his family's from Wisconsin, but he grew up here, but he's always lived out there or whatever it is. Right. So it doesn't really matter, but like, they just kept kicking the can down the fucking road. And now it's at the point where it's like, nobody will talk about it. He won't really address it. And it's like, dude, like it is weird. You know what I mean? Like that he won't address it. I think he's great. I think he'd be awesome on here. You should. I wish there was a way to, for me to help you out with that, but I don't think – maybe I'll send some tweets. Yeah, I mean, I think we need to start a campaign, Big Cat to Minna Fandom. I know Kirk I mean, would be a huge supporter of it. Kirk, you know, one thing that definitely does wonders for your relationship with Kirk is coming on this show. Like everybody that comes on ends up in a better <laughs> spot with Kirk. Um, Andy Mayo, what's your top eight KMS moments? Andy, with your fucking stupid question, it was top five last week. It's top eight this week. I'm not doing some shitty countdown for my top eight KMS moments. But I'll tell you what, whenever Kirk makes fun of you and your moles, which is pretty often, I mean, Kirk is bringing up Mayo quite consistently at the moment, um, even in the later show. Uh, so, yeah. So do you, do you have any top KMS moments you want to throw out there? I, I responded to that tweet and i said my top eight were the first eight minutes of the 12 minute show that was okay. my top eight great i mean yeah i mean you know i'll give you a few of my top ones steve getting shit on um steve getting steve quitting i mean the, the <laughs> easy easy ones um all right now ted sarandis will there be a mini fandom year end awards show great question ted I don't think there will be. There's no plan. So I certainly don't want to step on Blobe's feet with this one. You know, the Blobies are the traditional awards for the Minifan world. But I can announce this is an exclusive. There will be a Christmas special, uh, a Minifandom Christmas special released on Christmas Day. So stay tuned for that one. Uh, the first ever Minifandom Christmas special. Um, nice. Some people watch like Charlie Brown or It's a Wonderful Life, and I listen to that's you know some people listen to Manners, and some people listen twice. Well, I'm thank you, and I'm hoping, hoping Brendan, you know, when you're driving to your parents' lunch on Christmas Day, you just stick on Minna Fandom to get to get the um, family <laughs> yeah, the and the spirit, the the spirit, spirit. of things. Of course. Uh, now, Ted Sarandis, with the latest episode of the case getting trashed, do you think the possibility exists that Kirk might pull the plug on it? Brendan? Um, anything's possible, obviously. So, um, I mean, there was a 12-minute show this year, so anything is possible. Um, but I don't think that he'll pull the plug on it just because I think he – I don't know. I do think Kirk is like when he's into something and when he's doing it, like I think he feels like that story needs to be told as much as he can tell it to bring attention to it. So I think he'd feel like he was quitting on it if he didn't finish it out. You know what I mean? So I think I think they'll continue. And I think it'll make them work, you know, even kind of harder on it, like to dig stuff up because it's way harder than this other one that they were doing before. Um, Kevin Mailer thing. Way, way harder than that. So, but I think it will, I think it will force them to work harder and I think we'll get great stuff out of it. So I do not think they will throw the towel in. 
I I think there is a chance though this goes nowhere. Like I think there's a chance that nothing happens and Kirk goes, well, fuck it. There's no sponsors. Nothing's happening on the case. And, yeah, or and then they take a break. They go, well, look, we're just going to wait until something happens. And whether it's you know in six months, they come back with an update. Yeah, I I can see that. I can see them doing like three more or two more, and then being like, you know, we're going to wait for some more developments. We'll come back in six months or whatever it is. So I could could see that, but I don't think we'll quit on it. No way. It's a real shame the Doctor Dan thing is completely um, been torpedoed. Shelled. Yeah, it's sounds like that had some. Real good Legal stuff. What? Legal ramifications? Yeah. Um, well, clearly, they just got stopped from doing it. Um, all right. Question, last question, and it's, again, from Ted, who at least submits three or four questions every episode, but pretty thin this week, so good to uh, for Ted to be a fine contributor. Uh, all right. So with sports gambling coming to MA, will you give out a complimentary cricket pick on occasion? Well, thank you, Ted. I think that's um, something worth doing, uh, especially if Mutt's going to be my co-host. We're going to be delving into gambling and promoting his stuff. So, yeah, I think so. In the new year when you can gamble, maybe I will throw out the odd cricket pick. I know Brendan loves his cricket. Yeah, oh, can't, can't get enough of it. Um, I, I To that point, while we're talking about the gambling thing, it was sad with the Jerry Callahan thing where it's like they get Montante on to do bets or he's talking about he's going to lay bets. It's like, and he doesn't, he's not even into betting. It's like, he's just trying to find some angle that people will like, you know what I mean? Like Jerry doesn't bet, but like, um, remember when Kirk had him on he was talking about like betting and like, uh, and he's like, Jerry doesn't really bet. You know what I mean? But he's like, I might put some money on a game. It's like, oh, oh, really? You might put some money on a game. You might drink his own coffee too, by the way. There's a chance. <laughs> yeah. He could do a bit <laughs> that better selling that stuff. I don't like it. <laughs> and what I don't understand is, like, Jerry could make f- some fun of this. Like, start a Jerry Callahan show gambling account and just start taking Montante's tips and seeing, you know, what, you know, report on that account. Because um, Montante is, like, a degenerate. Like, Brendan, I'm, when I'm saying, like, a degenerate gambler, I mean, you know, when we're getting getting together ahead of the wheel, but, like, he's betting on, you know, every baseball, any sport. Yeah, no, no, he's, he's legit. He, you know, like there was those two people, you know, walking towards the bar and he said to me, all right, I'll bet you who's going to get their drink first. I'm like, Montante, I'm not betting on something like that. And and then, you know, you're trying to talk to Montante and he's just staring off into the distance, like looking at some, you know, game that's being played in like fourth division European football <laughs> and he's like got some bet on it. It's just like... Yeah. Anyway, he'll, he'll do well. Uh, anyway, that were the questions. They were all the questions. Thanks everybody for getting in touch. Um, so let's wrap up Minna fandom and we've done great, Brendan, excellent appearance. Um, for your second one in our pop culture segment, what, have, you know, what have Red's parents been watching in heaven or what are they, what should they be watching? <laughs> what, um, so I'll go first, right? Is that right? Yep. Go for it. So I just finished, uh, Better Call Saul with my son. So I just finished that. But I started last night on your recommendation. I'd heard varying things. I started Andor um, and watched the first two episodes. And how are you going with it? I think it's great. I think it's better than a lot of the other Star Wars things. I like it more. And, and it's really bingeable because some episodes just flow on to the next one like a movie rather than sort of traditional TV show. So you'll do well binging it. Uh, I mean, I'm going in this massive Star Wars kind of deep dive at the moment. I'm listening to all these podcasts about, well, about all of the movies, but especially the most recent trilogy, you know, Force Awakens, Last Jedi, Rides of Skywalker listening to hours of podcasts on them, like hours and hours, and then, you know, watch re-watching them. So I watched this week Force Awakens and Rise of Skywalker, and I'm now watching The Last Jedi, which I have a lot of problems with. I don't know. Have you seen The Last Jedi? Do you like it? Yeah. Yep. What did you think? Um, it's been a while. Uh, I think it's okay. It's fine. It's yeah. not like the- – it's yes. got some good scenes and stuff like that, but overall I wasn't, like, blown away. No. You know? So I loved The Force Awakens, loved Rise of Skywalker, Last Jedi, disappointed me. So now I'm listening to, like, a, a commentary track and re-watching it. Just, just I, I mean, I'm in a sort of a, a real Star Wars um, phase. You know, how obsessed are you with Star Wars? 
So I am, I've watched most everything because my son was like so deep into it for a while. And so that was what we would do. Um, I mean, I'm a Star Wars person, but like, I wouldn't necessarily feel like I needed to watch every, and the funny thing is now he's like grown out of it. Like he's not really into it. So he wasn't, normally he'd be pushing me to watch like Boba Fett or whatever it is. Um, but I watched Andor on my own. I, I think Andor is like more of like an adult, like drama than it is like, uh, mm. Like one of those, like you know, kind of an action type of like Mandalorian thing, which I love Mandalorian too. But I like Andor, I think best so far. Yeah, and that's another thing I want to do is I want to rewatch the Mandalorian and listen to these podcast review episodes after everyone. So, um, anything else you've been watching before I throw out mine? Uh, no, go for it. Okay, so um, there's a new Australian show called Colin from Accounts. I don't know if you have it in the states. Um, it's it's on a streaming service here, but if you see it, it's very funny. Colin from Accounts, uh, okay, and actually the 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 two lead people I know very well, uh, and then oh, nice. a great you show. No, um, <laughs> uh, it may be in the background somewhere, um, <laughs> but a great show that I've mentioned before, Slow Horses, which is on Apple, Apple TV Plus. They've just started releasing season two. I binged the first three or four episodes. I just love it. I love it because bits of dialogue where they, they call each other, you fucking twat and all this stuff. Um, yeah. Love it. So slow horses, highly recommended. Also going to be Gary Oldman's pretty much last performance. He said the other day, really? Yeah. He's like, I'm retiring pretty much after this. So um, enjoy it. And he's, he's fucking unbelievable in it. That show is, he's so not watching that. It's so good. Yeah. So good. I'm also watching mythic quest on, um, Apple TV meeting with Fleischmann's I'm watching on Hulu or our equivalent. Um, so there are lots of good stuff out there. I saw Wakanda forever. Finally got out to see that. Um, no spoilers, but I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I don't get, yeah. Wakanda forever was pretty good. I gotta say it was probably better than Black Panther. Um, so yeah, thumbs up. I haven't seen it yet, so um I'll wait to I'll wait to uh, on demand, I think. Yep. Um I've heard good reviews about a movie Violent Night, which is a cross oh, yeah. between Home Alone and Die Hard. So I don't know if I'll get a chance to see it at the cinemas, but I think it'll be a movie I might purchase over the Christmas break. Yeah, I'm 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 fully I'll probably how many episodes of Andor are there? Like twelve. 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 Yeah, I'll be done by like I don't know. After by the new year, I'll be done. So yeah. um I can't wait. I'm psyched. I'm loving it. I you know what? My son made me do better calls. I had watched the first three seasons, so we just did the last three. And I'm like I loved it, but I'm like tapped out. You know what I mean? Like watching the same show for three episodes a night for that many. I, I'm do, I never I'm don't think I'm gonna do better call Saul. I I, I loved breaking bad. I, I I didn't like Better Call Saul's first season, and I just think I'm done. And there's too many yeah. good shows. There's too many good shows. There's too many new shows I want to watch. And I sort of think now we're in this this such this golden age of TV that unless something really fucking grabs you by the balls and you love it, don't waste your time because there's so many good shows yeah, out there. You'll find fun. you'll find one that does grab you. Did you watch the show The Bear? Yes. On, uh, oh, that was excellent. Excellent. I cried my fucking eyes out at the end of that. I mean, that beautiful scene at the end. And if you're going to watch The Bear, just fast forward like a yeah. minute now because I'm going to put some spoilers. But that beautiful scene at the end where they played that Radiohead song, The Let Down, and they find the money in the cans and, you know, this, this awful situation all of a sudden is turned around. You know, th that was just great tv the music the way it was made i mean i love yeah, that show like, i mean so spoiler alert but like the fact that it like pulls it all together that he knew he was going to do it but then he like had tanked the restaurant on purpose to put all that money there for him to do something like yeah it was it was that show and the thing was there was never like drag the show never dragged it was perfect like end to end i haven't watched a show like that in a long time where i'm like wow this i never felt like i'm getting sick of it i don't feel like watching it today yeah, yeah, I loved it. And uh, actually, the the cousin from the bear is in Andor soon. I think he'll come in in the next couple of episodes. So, Oh, nice. Awesome. I'm sure I'm assuming he does not play a similar character. No, definitely not. Um, <laughs> all righty. Well, Brendan, thanks for coming on Minna Fandom. It's been great to talk to you. Um, you know, we, you were one of those people yelling out from the bars in 
in um, Boston before always. the Wilbur. So it's always I got special. my Manners shirt on. I was wearing a, a Red Sox shirt with Manners on the back. <laughs> uh, and uh, so for all the listeners out there, the, you know, the next episode of Minna Fandom will be my Christmas Day special. Um, yeah, there's a few little things in there. Um, so I'm you know, really looking forward to recording the Christmas special and I hope you all enjoy it. Um, but, yeah, thanks for listening to Minna Fandom. Brendan, great to talk to you. Manners, thanks for having me. Thank <laughs> you.